Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida for the last 10 years, helping people understand their problems in their body, move better, feel better, and enjoy life more. I hope everybody listening out there is having a good December so far. I know we're getting close to the Christmas holiday. We're only about a week and a half away, which is wild. Um, I tell a lot of patients that it seems like after Halloween, time just flies until New Year's. And uh, this year has been uh, another prime example of that in our household with children growing up and more activities going on. It seems like this end of the year time period just flies by. And with all the activities going on in our life, and I'm sure everybody else's life out there listening to this understands it gets tough to exercise this time of the year. It's hard to find time to do those things that we normally normally would do and know we need to do. However, with other activities, family events going on, work parties, uh, other holiday events, going to see Santa, whatever it may be that you are doing in your free time that you normally don't, that's occupying the time you would normally denote towards exercising, uh, can have some negative effects, not only physically, but also mentally and cognitively. Uh, and I think this is something that gets very underappreciated with exercise. I was speaking to a patient last week about the seven-day fast that's been going on online on, you know, restricting caloric intake for three to seven days and how it can research is showing it reduces cancer by 70%. And this patient looked at me and said, does it reduce Alzheimer or dementia risk? And I told her, I'm not sure, I believe it does as well, but I didn't see that when I first read the article. And her comment back to me was, well, if it does that, I would do it. And I found that quite remarkable that somebody would go through that extremely difficult task of not eating for four to seven days just with the prospect of it helping overall cognitive health with aging, which made me wonder what else is out there that benefits our cognitive health and prevents Alzheimer's dementia issues, as well as improving just general brain cognitive mood. Uh, and it's funny, the answer to that is very simple, and it's something we all probably know, but don't want to accept the reality of, and that is that exercise does immense benefits, not only for our physical body, but also for our cognitive self and our brain health. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the benefits exercise has and how it affects our brain function. So many people know when they exercise, it has physical benefits with, you know, working your muscles, improving your heart, getting your blood flowing through your body. But one area that's kind of lost in the mix of blood flow is how it benefits our brain. And there are a lot of benefits to our brain. Um, one of the facts that I think some people may or may not know listening is that our brain consumes one-fifth, so 20% of the calories that we, we need to survive, 20% of those need to go to our brain for its functional task. So if you look at one organ consuming 20% of our calories, it is the most metabolically active organ in our entire body. And when you have something extremely metabolically active, it needs nutrients and substrates for its metabolic processes to work properly. How do we get nutrients into our brain? 
through our blood system. So there are all kinds of nutrients and things that our brain needs to function that can cross what's called the blood brain barrier. And it does allow for, you know, healing and or nutrient absorption in our brain tissue. If our brain are getting the correct amount of nutrients as well as calories needed, it will function well as an organ. So when we start looking at getting the right nutrients to our brain, how do we do that? How do we increase that? And a simple answer is increasing our cardiac output, increasing the rate at which our blood is flowing through our body. And by doing that, it actually improves not only how the metabolics in your brain work, how you physically feel, how your memory and cognitive status, your uh, executive function. So when you look at executive function, you're talking about your ability to hear a problem, interpret it, and come up with solutions quickly and be confident with your selections of solutions. These are things we see very, very commonly with older individuals to where as they age, certain decision-making processes become more difficult. Uh, one example I'll give you was a patient I talked to, uh, I think it was a couple weeks back, regarding what restaurant they should go out to with friends when they come into town in the holiday months. And we talked about three or four different places and you know commented why this one would be good, why that one would be good, do you think they'd want a good atmosphere, this, that, and the other. I asked this person just yesterday how their, you know, what place did they decide on when their friends come in next week and they still hadn't made a choice yet. So it amazes me that for some people, simple tasks to others, such as where should we bring our friends coming in town out to eat? Well, let's take them somewhere where you got a pretty view. Okay, let's go to this place. Sounds good. I mean, the process isn't that hard to do, but as we get older, coming up with the solid final decision is, is much more difficult. And some of those cognitive decision-making processes are improved with improved executive function. So if you're improving blood flow to the brain, you're improving nutrients to the brain tissue, but you're also increasing oxygen that gets delivered to the brain. And that's a vital nutrient we need for cognitive health and, and, and decision-making processes. Another aspect that I found really fascinating with some of my background research before this podcast was that it is now showing in research that performing exercises, which is mainly described as uh, cardiovascular exercises or resistance-based training for 30 minutes, that was kind of the parameters done for this, they found that exercise increased the production of neurotrophic and vascular growth factors, which promote new growth and plasticity and help maintain structural integrity of the brain. So that pretty much tells me as we age and have some changes cognitively to the most metabolically active organ in our body, one of the best ways the body naturally combats that aging process and keeps your brain sharp and working well is by exercise and releasing certain growth factors in your body that promote brain healing and growth. Some other really interesting um, research with just aerobic exercise, so different, you know, walking, biking, swimming, anything that's going to elevate your heart rate over 100 beats per minute for at least 20 to 30 minutes found that patients with mild cognitive impairment, so this would be like a precursor to 
dementia or Alzheimer's. So when it's just mild or minimal, like I keep forgetting this or I forget this person's name after they tell it to me, that would kind of be a descriptor of something that would be more of a mild cognitive impairment. And they found individuals with mild cognitive impairments that performed regular aerobic exercise, I believe it was for 20 weeks, um, had improvements with memory recollection, frontal lobe active activity and improved executive function which is mainly our, our hippocampal region so the region that kind of talks to other regions of the brain to come up with decisions that center was uh, activating better on brain scans after exercising for 20 weeks so we're looking at people that have already gone down a cognitive declining pathway are having turnaround which this is something I found personally so interesting. Most people that have mild cognitive impairments will eventually progress to dementia. It's just how long is it going to take to get there? With this research, it shows that there could be a potential for never making it to the dementia, Alzheimer-based cognitive decline phase, and that you could potentially reverse it and go back to a normal cognitive status uh, for memory recollection and executive decision-making just by exercising 20 to 30 minutes a day. Um, I finished reading a book uh, this summer, and it was a biography on John Adams. And even back in the founding father days, the 1700s, the early 1800s, they knew the significance and importance of moving and exercising. Even when it was cold as hell outside, one of his journal entries in the book shows that even though it was snow on the ground, freezing cold outside, the man's in his upper 70s, he decided he still needed to go outside and walk because once you stop moving, you die. That was the viewpoint back then. And I feel that that viewpoint to a certain extent should be revisited today because of how sedentary our lifestyles uh, have become, especially with older adults. You think as you get older, you should have more wisdom and knowledge of what you should be doing to maintain physical, cognitive uh, health and wellness. However, I see the exact reverse in many patients. As they get older, they feel less inclined or less needed to do certain tasks that will benefit their overall physical function. And by doing that lack of, I should say, exercise for long periods of time and lack of mobility and, and lack of cognitive uh, engagement with tasks, creates this blob that just slowly deteriorates and dies. And we're seeing in research now that there's just no reason this progressive decline in cognition and physical function should occur to the rate of which it is now. We are currently dealing in 2018, so this study's five years old, we had 24 million cases of Alzheimer's disease. They estimate by 2050, we're gonna have four times that number. How could we go up four times of Alzheimer's disease in 32 years? I think part of it has to do with activity level, sedentary lifestyles, and modern medicine allowing sedentary lifestyles to be acceptable. So if you think about heart function, you think about vascular disease, you think about arthritis-based problems, all these things tend to limit people in what they do activity exercise-wise. Oh, I can't do this exercise. It might, it might increase my blood pressure too much. Or, oh, I, I better not be you know, doing that activity. It's going to flare up my arthritis really bad. So it's just so simple when you get told you have a problem that might cause worse issues by being active. Okay, fine. I'll just not be active. However, that results in death. Even John Adams knew it in 1800. But 
how don't people die all the time if they're not active and they just sit on their ass? And the answer is that's where modern medicines have come into play. They're able to manage your poor deteriorating health status well enough that you're still staying alive for a lot longer than you would have normally without all these other medication in interventions. And I think it's good that we have medication interventions for certain problems to keep people functioning, living longer, because I'm not advocating for the death of individuals just because they're not healthy. But I do feel that trying to blanket and not look at the true root cause or, or the true root solution to a lot of these problems with staying active, moving, and having a productive lifestyle as we age is not helping these statistics at all. And it's becoming more and more scary for individuals as they age, like the patient I described early in the uh, podcast regarding I'll fast for seven days straight as long as my brain health is, is in good in shape when I age. And, and, and we're showing that with exercise. You know, I, I do think that the fasting is a good option for people to look at for reducing cancer risk and cognitive brain health as well. However, I think a daily exercise of 20 to 30 minutes is a very easy task as well to do that will have substantial improvements on overall brain health. Also, if we can improve the flow rate, so how fast and efficiently blood flow occurs in our brain, that will keep allowing for healing and nutrients for the brain. And we're also seeing in some research that as metabolism increases, so as we're using our brain, working things, exercising, we're seeing an improvement in healing as well as a reduction in uh, plaque formation in arteries. So we're seeing less hardening of vascular structures in the brain with exercise as well, which is a really interesting correlation because a lot of patients I've talked to with uh, various vascular diseases where plaques are forming on them, specifically brain-based plaques, they try to be cautious of how much exercise they do, worrying that it might cause some kind of uh, stroke event. However, now research is showing if you exercise a little bit more, and you can get your cerebral blood flow, your CBF, higher. That is actually improving cogni cognition, reducing Alzheimer's severity, reducing vascular dementia, improving Huntington's symptoms. So you're getting a lot of improvement with uh, cognitive declines you get with a lot of conditions that people are afflicted with in this country just by exercising. So moral of the story today, if you are having some cognitive declines, if you're having some mood uh, problems, maybe depression, maybe anxiety, a lot of these cognitive issues are somewhat correlated to metabolics to our brain. And if we can improve oxygen and, and, and metabolites and nutrients to our brain tissues, they function better as well, which in turn release positive hormones that make us feel better, lift our mood, and also improve memory and executive function. So there's so many positives to exercising just a small portion of the day, not only for your physical and your vascular health, but for your brain health. So everybody have a smart day out there. Think hard, look in the mirror and realize that brain of yours is only gonna get older. You never get another one, can't get a brain replacement. So exercise a little bit now and get your brain feeling better and get your mood feeling better too. Have a great day, everybody. Until next time, stay healthy and keep moving out there.